everyone. This is Scott Benjamin with FunSpot Manufacturing, and this is uh, Tuesday Town Hall, the Adventure Park podcast, and we're super glad that you're here with us. Uh, today, I, my guest is Charlie Holderness with Marsha and McLennan. Hey, Charlie. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, really glad that you're here. Um, hey, uh, we're going to talk about insurance today, just so everybody knows. Uh, scintillating topic, but uh, uh, very necessary, right? Um, and I, I'm sure Charlie would agree, and, and I, I think he can make it. Uh, very interesting. And so I hope that uh, over the next 30 minutes or so that uh, you can get something that you can take away uh, as a listener. So um, I did want to jump right in, you know, early on before we started actually doing a recorded podcast, we were doing live uh, Zoom calls and 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 Charlie had, had, had been around and, and seen and heard and, and participated in some of those. And, and we did talk about insurance early on and what people who were starting to have to think about closing down things that they might have to think about as related to insurance. And now we're months and months into it. And so I kind of want to pose a question to you, Charlie. What what are some things that FEC owner operators need to be thinking about today as it relates to insurance and their facilities, especially considering some states are having to close down again? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it's one that applies to everybody from the West Coast to the East Coast. And it applies differently. Um, you know, we've seen folks in California that are still closed that have not reopened. And we've got folks on the East Coast that have almost been open the whole time and are booming in touristy towns. So some things that from an insurance standpoint are typically triggering people's minds. Um, obviously, when a park is closed and there's not people going there, part of the system and part of the parks need to run, right? They need systems to run. They need air to move. They need moisture to be controlled. And so oddly enough, throughout this time, we've seen some interesting things pop up at some of our locations where, hey, maybe the air conditioning doesn't need to be set at 74 anymore. They bump the air conditioning up too high. They go in and there's mold all over the carpet, right? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't think about that moisture being drawn out. Yeah. Um, we, we've seen some things with people in their dining areas where they haven't opened to their freezer to get to their ice cream and it actually completely froze. And then all that stuff got ruined where it got too cold. And so there's little things that people kind of take for granted of, hey, we're not opening that freezer door. We're not flushing the toilets. We're not turning the pipes on. You know, we're not testing those systems. Right. And just that one little extra thing can go a long way from a preventive maintenance standpoint. But yeah. the, the mold thing can be very serious. So making sure those air conditioning systems are set to an appropriate level. Um, you know, with cleaners, a lot of folks are spraying disinfectants and antimicrobial stuff. And if that moisture doesn't dry out because your air conditioning system's not running, that can spawn mold. And so that can be a big expense if you've got a you know, big square footage park that's carpeted and all of a sudden you've got spread virus everywhere. It's something that folks go, oh my gosh, you know, what yeah. do we do now? Um, from an insurance standpoint, what's interesting is from a property perspective, most of these premises, hopefully most park owners and, and operators are still going in, checking on things and stuff like that. But usually in a property policy, there's a provision for a vacant building. And if that building is vacant for 30, 60, 90 days, some of the coverage terms change. And so making sure you have a good understanding of, hey, what does my policy dictate? You know, how often do I need to go to keep it from triggering that vacancy provision? Um, That's something to really keep in mind. But um, I would encourage folks, especially to maintain those systems, flush those toilets, you know, check the HVAC system. Don't just think that things are running and open your freezer, you know, check and defrost things if necessary, because Little costs like that add up if you've got spoilage of food or stuff that freezes. Right, right. I imagine pest control even, you know, you think about pest control and things like that that may have been uh, delayed over a couple of months that uh, could lead to some problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, I hear you saying it's really important to be up to date and understand what your, your insurance policy uh, 
I'll call it terms and conditions, maybe there's a different word for it, um, have, to, have to say around, um, you know, what it means if you are having to close um, and, and, and making sure you're, you're keeping up to date with a uh, relationship with your, your, your agent or your broker. Yep. Uh, so they know where you are, what your, your, your status is. Uh, yeah, yeah um, one, one of the things to keep in mind with that, obviously, as people close, your operations look very different, right? Your payroll is different for sure. Your sales are different for sure. Keep in mind that most of those policies, you can make adjustments mid-year, um, right? Like if you're estimating your sale or your payroll, you know, to be a certain amount for a 12-month period, that payroll number may be a fraction of that. So, yeah. so keeping your agent and your broker informed to make those changes as you can go will help from a cash flow standpoint and sustainability standpoint too. Yeah. So uh, when you're thinking about your, your your cash flow, and I think that's what's probably top of mind for most most operators when they're thinking about saving money, this this may or may not be an area that they have thought of, but they could uh, begin saving some money when their their payroll and their sales um, have decreased significantly. Um, so that's something that with with an agent uh, that they can work through and and adjust uh, as a year end. Um, or is it something that's, that's better done you know, early on? So, so I'll say the answer of it depends on the policy. Typically with workers' compensation, those changes can be made at any time, right? You could change it this month and then bump it back up next month. And those premium impacts should be almost immediate. Um, what a lot of folks in the FEC space forget is that most of the time, there are really three parties involved. And that's your agent, who's the one negotiating for you, the carrier, who's the one that actually pays the claims and negotiates the terms, but then usually there's a third party, which is the finance company. Most of these carriers only offer annual pay. And instead of a park owner shelling out tens of thousands of dollars, they're financing that to spread out through installment. That's right. And so the challenging part becomes and what people kind of have a, a maybe a little bit of a misconception on is if you ask to make a change in a payroll or exposure today, usually that carrier has to process the change. It has to flow through the broker over to the finance company there's a delay in time. So it's not a flip the lights switch. all of a sudden my bill is lower. Sometimes that can be a week or two. And then given COVID and the amount of changes and cancellations and late pays, that process is being delayed even further. So that's one thing to keep in mind is that just because your carrier may be willing to make concessions and changes, your finance company may not. And so the, the really the agreement is between the finance company to pay it, right. the finance company and the carrier to make those adjustments. And so- right. Um, that's another thing that's popped up with a lot of people is that, hey, our sales are down, right? What do we do from a liability standpoint where traditionally those policies are based off sales? And if you're estimating $1 million, $3 million, and now you're at 200, 300 or zero, yeah. what can we do? And there's been different responses from the carriers in this space that have, that have really ranged the full gamut. Some folks have said, we're not making changes at all, sorry. Other folks have been extremely flexible, but but keep in mind that some of those policies that are based off, they only increase upward. They don't go down. So if you estimate a million bucks and you come in at 200,000, that carrier says tough, you get no money back. Other carriers are more willing to be flexible. So understanding how your policy works, mm -hmm. do you get money back if you change those exposures? Do you get money back if you cancel early and start a new policy? I mean, that, that's been an option that a lot of park owners have decided to do to just get out from on a fixed cost that they just can't gain. So now is a good time while you have the free time to really evaluate what your policy looks like, what your options are from a go forward or a, you know, let's start fresh kind of standpoint. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a great really segue into the question that I, I had next is, is, is now a good time for people to, to take a look at what their coverage is and, and consider um, shopping around. Yeah, and so the, the market right now is very unique. Um, as a COVID standpoint, 
Um, COVID has impacted a lot of coverages like directors and officers, employment practices, and liability standpoints. Um, there are a lot of case laws that are pending right now about whether or not the civil authority shutdown is gonna trigger business income claims, which is the number one question we get. Hey, our, our park is okay, but the government will not let me operate. Can I make a claim for business income? The, the usual answer is no, there has to be a covered peril at your property that causes physical damage. And usually the presence or the threat of a virus does not trigger that. Mm -hmm. However, there are several cases right now pending where folks are challenging that and they're yet to be determined. And so the outcome of those could swing that one way or the other. Um, so from a property standpoint, that market is kind of up in the air. Pretty much anybody that goes and gets a new quote is gonna have a bacteria or a fungus exclusion on their property policy because it's never intended to do that, right? If somebody right. gets sick at your park, it's almost impossible to prove I contracted you know, a strep throat or a coronavirus or any type of illness from a specific place. It's very challenging. Yeah. However, um, the employment practices liability, which is the hostile work environment, failure to promote wrongful termination, as we've seen parks have layoffs and then maybe bring folks back, maybe there's some employees that said, hey, I'm not comfortable coming into work. I wanna do my job from home. And then if a park owner says, well, you know, no, we don't allow that or we can't accommodate you, we've seen some suits around that, which is which has posed some challenges for folks trying to secure that coverage. From a liability standpoint, the market is very condensed as already. I mean, there's really only three or four carriers that can, can handle the exposures of a family entertainment center and trampoline park. And those carriers know that. And so they realize when, when the market is limited and they have all the cards, there's not a lot of leverage that park owners can do. So while you have the time to be able to you know, improve your processes, you know, look at stuff like Sumba to help handle your risk management process. Those are great things that you can be doing to make sure that when you do go to market, whether that's now, six months from now, or a year from now, you're in the best position to, to really say, I've taken the time, I've done the steps to make myself best prepared for this renewal, make sure I get the best in class pricing and the best in class program. So th there's always a good time to do it. What I would say is, now may be a better time than ever to understand and, and truly get a grasp on how your policy works, how an audit will work, um, because that's probably the number one misconceptions I see with park owners is they say, yeah, yeah, I've got, you know, my agent told me this audits both ways and this is my expectation. And when we do our analysis, we say that, that's not how it works. That's not how it's going to handle um, and your funds are not going to come back. And so they kind of have this deer in headlights look like, what do you mean? Right. And so sometimes it's better to get out from under those ahead of their renewal and find a better program. Yeah, so I would say, you know, this is a, a very good time for people to be looking at their, their processes and systems and their training um, and, and all the things they can do around risk management. You know, I, I always would, would tell people when I was an operator and, you know, every weekend you have a guy who comes in, looks at your price per hour, counts noses and says, I want to open up a trampoline park <laughs> you know, every weekend. Every weekend. <laughs> and, and I would say, well, you know, reality is, is you're not in the family entertainment business, you're in the risk management business, and you need to understand that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to make sure that that these you know young people who come in and play and have a good time and have their birthday parties and, and have great experiences um, that you have to be aware of. Um, it's not just uh, turn on the lights um, and start you know start, start ripping tickets and and making money. There's there's a lot to do, and and so um, you know one of the things I know from a, a the, the that a good insurance person is going to help me with as an operator is to really understand what those 
things are are going to help me to uh, to make sure I've got my my regular inspections and make sure I'm documenting uh, any injuries that are going on and following up with those and 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 just you know making sure my risk management portfolio, if you will, um, is putting me in the best place to to receive the best rates when I go to market. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, in, in today's day and age, there, there's really no excuse for not having good documentation. I mean, it's it's a tedious step that we all have to do, um, but it's so important when you get, inevitably you will get that letter that says, you know, little Susie got injured in your park. What are you going to do about it, right? And so we, we always kind of joke, but say every claim, right? Every, every injury is not an incident, right? And so, I mean, it's just, we, we go through and talk about that because new park owners that are that are fresh off the streets or fresh into that industry, they may get that first legal letter and have a little bit of a heart attack saying, oh my gosh, you know, this is my livelihood, right? This is my retirement. This is my, 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 whole, my whole world. Is this going to ruin me, right? And so having proper documentation, there are so many resources out there. And, you know, my huge compliments to the FunSpot team and the SUMA program. I mean, it's, 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 it's really risk management for dummies. I mean, it's, you can't, it's almost, hey, just check the boxes and go through and it yeah. simplifies that process. And so tools like that, now is the time to look into those type of processes and procedures. It's not when you're wide open in spring break and you've got, you know, all hands on deck. Right. Now that you have the free time or you may extra have, a, a, you're not open every day right now, or you're open in limited capacity, take mm -hmm. that time to improve your park. I know there's a lot of park owners that have swapped out foam to airbags, right? They've said, hey, public perception is airbags are cleaner. Let's, let's do that. And we have the time and the ability to change. Let's do that. But I, I would say, you know, from an insurance standpoint, insurance broker and the insurance carrier's role should really be to support what you as the park owner are doing, not restrict it, right? I mean, they, they want to be an extension of your team to help support and facilitate your growth. Because obviously, like, like you mentioned, Scott, if folks open a park and have financial success, usually they want to open another one, right? Or they want to continue to grow because they see how fun it is for their family, for their community and, 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 and all the people that come join. So usually if you find a carrier that can support what you're doing and grow with you, it can be an invaluable asset to, hey, what do I do with this lawyer letter? Hey, what are some best practices you're seeing from an advertising standpoint, right? Maybe people aren't in their cars listening to the radio as much. Do, is there a way we can pivot and think of a different solution? And so, you know, folks... Folks always ask, you know, hey, what do we need to consider from a risk management standpoint? What's the right limit? What's the right deductible? And, and people really need to remember there's really three decisions, right? There's, there's risk avoidance. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to have alcohol in my park. Hey, I'm not going to do overnight stays. I'm not going to have a mechanical bull or any of those things, right? I just, I don't want the risk at all. Right. There's risk retention, right? Where they say, hey, I'll, I'll do it, but that's something I want to self-insure or I'll take on a deductible or I'll, you know, I'll self-insure that. And then there's transfer, right? Hey, I, I'm not comfortable shelling out a million dollars if somebody was to, you know, have a catastrophic injury, let's transfer that to an insurance policy, right? So it may be that, that your risk tolerance as a park owner is different than the person down the street or across town or across the country. And some of it may be dictated by your landlord's requirement. Some of it may be your investors, you know, from a, from a financial yep. standpoint or, you know, just your personal culture. So, so all of those decisions are different, but they can all be correct for you and your business. And so finding the right complement to, Structuring that insurance program around what you're trying to achieve is really what's going to help you have, you know, sustainable financial, um, you know, program that, that helps you as you continue to grow. And like you mentioned with COVID, no one knows when this will end. I mean, we, we just did an analysis 
internally about what returning to a new normal looks like. And some of those forecasts show it, you know, going through vaccine and, you know, processes and slowing the spread all the way through the, you know, quarter four of 2021. So if, if, if the park is open in limited capacity right now, what does that look like spring 2021, summer 2021, fall, right. right? Is there a second wave? So a lot of those are unknowns, but making sure you structure your policy in a way to adapt with you if you have to close again or reopen again, mm -hmm. finding that balance can really be the difference between closing those doors for good and then closing and being able to reopen. Yeah, because um, your, your, your insurance premium is a significant monthly um, outlay in a, a, for sure in a trampoline park, an active adventure park, um, maybe less in a more arcade driven, um, less sure. active type uh, family entertainment center, but it's still a, a healthy, a healthy number to, to overcome every month. And so, um, you know, I know, you know, with, with closings in different states, just even reading the news today, you know, I know that that, that is a, a tough, a tough check to write every month when you're, when you're closing. And so, you know, staying in touch with, with, uh, with your insurance agent is, is, just really important. And, and I'll say, you know, having been on this side now on the manufacturer side for almost two years um, and, and dealing with, you know, I'll say a hundred or more different uh, park owners in that time, um, not, not all agents are created equal, you know, or agencies. And, and I've, I've seen some that, that uh, you know, are, are, are minimally helpful and then some that are, are very, very helpful. Um, and so, you know, you, you, you know, you want to push on your on your person, and um, and if you're not not getting the answers that, that you need, um, might be time to to reach out and and, and make a switch. Um, at least investigate what that might be. Um, all things remaining equal, even if you were at the same rate, getting so that you're ahead of the game in the future is is really important. Yeah, ask, asking some of those critical questions can really help differentiate. Besides taxes and rent and payroll, insurance is probably the number one expense, um, right, on an ongoing basis. And so really, you, you need to ask yourself, what are you getting for those premiums you're spending? Because it's usually a significant number. I mean, it's five, six-figure things. I mean, especially some of the franchise locations, you know, they're, they're spending north of a million dollars a year on this management. And that, that's a big number. And so as they look at the volume of, of, of business they're doing, the number of foot traffic and people that are coming through their park, there will be incidents, right? I mean, the nature of what we do, it's fun, fun leads to risk. Mm -hmm. And so there will be incidents and making sure you have a plan for how to respond, how your support team, which means everything from the greeter, you know, the janitor, the broker or the HR team, everyone, right? I mean, it's everyone's job to make sure people are safe. Yeah. And unfortunately in today's day and age, the mentality with people is when someone gets hurt, it's never our fault. Right. I mean, there are some sensational claims going on in Georgia right now, um, you know, with regards to Six Flags and some of these other big places that have nothing to do with an incident. But um, unfortunately, I'll throw myself under the bus. I'm a millennial. Right. <laughs> and so there are there are lawsuits um, right now where millennial juries have awarded substantial sums. I mean, huge, huge numbers that are really setting precedence for these values of these claims because they're saying, oh, that's a business. Business has deep pockets you know, punish them and set an example. And so even though the business may not be at fault at all, these juries are awarding humongous verdicts that, that drastically change the, the landscape for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so as we look at what does that do? What does that huge award do to the folks in Nebraska, in Maine, in Florida, in California? And it does change things. And so like you mentioned, now is the time to evaluate how can we help 
prevent incidents from happening in the first place, mm-hmm. prevent that incident from becoming a claim, and then preventing that claim from really becoming a catastrophic, oh my gosh, we're on national news type of situation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, now's the time to do it when you've got the ability and the capacity. Yeah, and I, I think with uh, with the, the the Netflix documentary that's out on um, the the water park, I think that uh, had some issues in the past. You know, I, I think you know people's awareness of holy cow, there's there definitely is some risk involved in some of these places, and there's some you know less than than above board characters, uh, unfortunately. Um, in in these industries and so you know one of the things that we as a manufacturer want to be about is is really making sure that we're we're staying abreast of of, of all the the most current uh, safety uh, guidelines and, and ASTM standards and and are, are building manufacturing and designing to those standards uh, so that that when that incident comes to bear that it's defensible and um, you know so we, we we see that and and when we need to, we make an adjustment because we want our, our equipment to be as, as, as safe as possible and up to the most current standards. Yep, and I think, I think what you just said is exactly right. It's a win, not if, right? Yeah. And so I, I've seen park owners have said, it will never happen here. Our process is the best. Our training is the best. It, it, it can happen, right? And it will happen. But that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world, right? Yeah. We just wanna be prepared. So when that happens, we have an appropriate response we have an appropriate plan and, and if needed, we have the appropriate insurance or team and response to help us with it. Um, especially with today's day and age, as people are starting to reopen, a lot of questions are about, hey, are, are we okay to screen people? Can we check temperatures? You know, what are our laws? You know, what are things we should be thinking about to safely bring back guests, to safely bring back our, our core customers mm-hmm. um, and then also attract new ones so that they, they believe and, and truly feel comfortable coming to our facility. And the answer is it's different for everybody. I mean, I, I talk to folks in touristy towns and they're like, we haven't seen a change at all. People don't even think Corona exists down here, right? <laughs> and then you've got the exact opposite where, you know, legislators and politicians are telling them you can only operate at 10% capacity. Yeah. And at 10%, we're not even breaking even, right? We can't open there. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've seen park owners that were about to launch that had to put the brakes on and slow down. Mm-hmm. I've seen folks that had just launched and were getting ready for the best year of their life and then, whoop, whoop, you know, here we are. Um, so, I mean, being flexible is different for everybody. Yeah. Situations are different, but that's not to say it can't be done. We just want to be intentional and make sure we do it the right way. Yeah, it, it's definitely been a, a, an emotional roller coaster for six months. You know, for us, you know, we, we were designing parks and had deposits and had people go forward. And, um, you know, not all of those have, have been able to open. And uh, it's, it's difficult, you know, when you put the kind of money behind uh, a family entertainment center, trampoline park, um, sure. to, to have to put it on hold and, and timing can be a little crazy. And, and, uh, you know, that said, you know, we, we still, uh, are getting inquiries, you know, I think the, the, you know, I think 2021 will, will, will be a better year than 2020. I think, that, you know, it's, it's, it's hope, you know, we're, we're definitely, definitely fingers crossed, but you know, if our inquiries, um, you know, across the globe, really, uh, Europe, Middle East, and even domestically, um, or, or any indication, you know, people still have interest, and um, and you know, risk management and insurance is just a a, a part of, I would say, a significant part. Like I like I said, I tell everybody, hey, you're going to get in the risk management business, whether you like it or not. Uh, you might be having fun with little Jimmy at his party, but you're thinking in the back of your mind, how can I keep this the most safe um, safe place possible? So. But I mean, even at the same point, right? Parents have had their kids cooped up inside, 
not being able to get that energy out. Right? Yeah. What are they going to want to do when that restriction is lifted? Go do something, right? Get out of the house, go tire yourselves out, go jump, go run, go just yeah. get away for a minute, right? You yeah. know, as a father of young children, all young girls, any chance <laughs> I can to get them outside and active is exactly yeah. what I want to do. So, so FECs and, and trampoline parks, they're a great, great attraction, right? They're a great energy, health, mindset, mind, body, soul, all of that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely think there will be demand. Let's just make sure that when we do welcome people back, people are planning, they've got the, they've got the systems and the checks and stuff like that. But a lot of it, like you said, is perception, right? I mean, is foam versus airbag is one better than the other? Maybe, maybe not, right? There's benefits to both, yeah. uh, but maybe certain people think they have a perception that foam is not as clean or that airbags are not as clean. What do they think? So there, yeah. there's different approaches that people have taken and, and both can be successful. Just make sure you understand what the, what the pros and cons are and what works best for you. That's right. That's right. Well, um, Charlie, I appreciate you taking the time just to kind of investigate a little bit around insurance, give people kind of an up to date uh, where you know insurance in the FEC market is and adventure parks and, and uh, any final thoughts or that you would have for, for people who are listening or operators, owners, GMs. Uh, I mean, the, the only thing I'd, uh, I'd encourage folks to do is that uh, it, you will get through this, right? I mean, there, there will be opportunities, I think, for some folks where maybe locations have had to close and now there's an opportunity to maybe expand into a market, um, you know, that they otherwise thought was too saturated. Um, there, will, there will inevitably be people that close, right? We've, we've seen the results of that happening as well. Um, but I think for folks that have good controls, that, that can weather the storm, I mean, if we laugh, I'm in North Carolina, we had a hurricane and an earthquake in the same week here this summer, right? So I mean, stuff will continue to get thrown at you, right? So I would just encourage folks to, to, to hunker down, review those policies and procedures, keep your core team. And then if there's anything we can do to help you, you know, we'll, we'll be right there ready to go to bat for you. Yeah, well, well Charlie Holderness with uh, Marshall McClellan, uh, I appreciate your time. I'll make sure I put uh, your contact information and someone wants to reach out and has any questions about, uh, about insurance or the, the process or, you know, what it, what, what it might take to make a change. Um, um, appreciate you taking the time to follow up with them. And, and, um, again, thank you uh, for your time. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. appreciate it. So, uh, this is, uh, the adventure park podcast from fun spot. Again, I'm Scott Benjamin and uh, we look forward to uh, being with you again next Tuesday. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Bye-bye. Thank you.